What's up, guys? Happy Sunday, January 12th, 2020. It's a new decade. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of The War Room with G.I. Mary Jane. That's war with two R's because we're going to talk about weed arrests and the ridiculous regulations that cause them. Because let's face it, one arrest every 50 seconds for simple cannabis possession is simply unacceptable in 2020. You know, it was called the Roaring Twenties. Well, this is the Raging Twenties. We're enraged, and it's time to end the drug war. We are going to be the ones to do it. So, again, it is Sunday. It is 420 Mountain Time, and you are watching The War Room. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope this goes okay. It's, it's ironically enough, scrolling down my Facebook wall, um, my, my buddy Dean Richards <laughs> posted a meme. It says, fuck it, bro. Your first podcast will be awful. Your first video will be awful. Your first acting will be awful. Song, article, photo, game, it goes on. Your first day will be awful. But you can't make your 50th without making your first. So get over it and fucking make it. And we're fucking making it right now. So welcome. You, if you're watching, if you're listening, are a part of history. This is number one. So let's get straight into it, you guys. Um, we are going to feature every week uh, stories of the drug war news, arrests, good things that happen, bad things that happen. Um, we're going to feature activists. We're going to feature strains. Uh, and most excitingly, we're going to have the what in the actual fuck moment. Because, you know, over the past 80 years of prohibition, how many what in the actual fuck moments have you had? Let's get right into it. Um, I want to encourage everybody, you know, before I get into the news here, to... Take 2020 as the year of calling it like it is. You know, we see headlines all the time. Cannabis arrest. Cannabis bust. Drug operation. Let's start calling things for what they really are. You know, it's, it's not an arrest. It's an armed kidnapping. It's not a raid. It's an unauthorized entry and robbery nine times out of ten. Generally ending in destruction of property. Seizure? Try theft. If you take somebody's personal property with the threat of violence, that gets you thrown in jail. But we, the cannabis community, live in a world where every day it's acceptable for somebody wearing a badge to stop us and search our personal property just because they smell cannabis on us. Keep in mind, there's no way to record smell. So right from the gate, it's our word against theirs. And that doesn't often work out so well in court. It's unacceptable how we're being treated in this country. And it's up to you guys to speak up. Statistically, there are 1,800 nonviolent victimless drug arrests every single day. And platoon420.com is doing what they can to update you every day on the arrests that are made public. It's tough the media doesn't like to report on those things. And when they do, they paint whomever it is out to be a criminal. But let's start on a good note. Um, it's going to be an awesome year. I don't know if you guys are feeling the energy, but I certainly am. There are tons of grassroots organizations, tons of actionable activists just gearing up. They feel the energy. They are ready to explode in 2020. Um, we're so close to legalization, but there's one thing standing in the way. The biggest thing standing in the way of us and our personal freedom is federal prohibition. And it's time that it ends. Um, good news, though, out of the Mind Unleash. Now they released this on January 4th. Headline says nearly 90% of Americans are now in favor of legalizing marijuana. Very few people in the United States still oppose marijuana legalization. And this one comes from the oh-so-amazing Tyler Durden. Nearly 90% of Americans are in favor of legalizing marijuana. According to a September study conducted by Pew Research, at 69% approval, that was last year's number, marijuana legalization was most common among 18 to 29-year-olds. At 12%, it was least common amongst Republicans. I'm going to go ahead and post the statistics here. 
Um, but, but that's incredible. I mean, we went from a 65% approval rating with the 2019 and 2018 numbers all the way up to 90%. America's ready for this. You know, even if you're not a cannabis user, you have to admit, my body, my choice, right? Every human being who is of adult age has the right to decide what they do and do not put in their bodies. And no governing agency should be able to step in our way and tell us that we're wrong or tell us that we're criminals simply because of what we decide to put in our bodies. Um, it's insane, especially since you've got over 20 years of cannabis legalization, starting with very few, very little medicinal access over in California around 1995. Um, now to two thirds of the nation having some sort of medical or recreational laws. Unfortunately, patients are still being required to pay the government its ransom, sorry, sorry, its regulatory fee um, to become a medical cannabis patient, which can run anywhere from 100 to $350 in some states. Now, if you don't have this card and you're caught with cannabis in your person, you're still subject to arrest. So I use the term legal very, very lightly here. Ironically enough, in states that have legalized to some level, um, you're seeing improvement, a drop in violent crime, a drop in fatal crashes. Uh, the marijuana moment published three weeks ago. This one's a bit old, but rather relevant. Matt Stainsing writes the opioid prescriptions down in states with legal marijuana. Uh, so this isn't, this isn't something that we're just assuming. You know, a lot of people and, and we've all been preaching to the choir for a long time. I know if you're watching right now this first episode that you're likely an actionable, awesome activist, probably a member of Platoon 420, and I salute you for your efforts in keeping the outreach alive. Uh, we've been saying it for a long time that things get better when there's legal access to cannabis. And people say, oh, no, 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 no. It's, 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 that's just a myth. Like, you, we, don't, we don't want... We don't want people getting stoned and driving down the road. Well, there's people popping Xanax and Klonopin all day driving down the road. Hell, if I do that, I'd wreck into a wall. But somebody with severe anxiety who's using one of those two medications in order to better themselves, you really, you want them on it before they get on the road. Because if not, I mean, an anxiety attack behind the wheel? Come on now, nobody wants that happening. Uh, so the Marijuana Moment article says study after study continues to show that when given a choice, patients will choose marijuana over prescription opioids. And according to new research, doctors prescribe fewer opioids in states with recreational and medical cannabis laws on the book. These laws also reduce the total day supply of opioids prescribed, the total number of patients receiving opioids, and the probability of a provider prescribing any opioids. Researchers at the University of Alabama Law School and Vanderbilt University Law School concluded in a recent study published last week in the Journal of Health Economics. Now, I'm excited about that one. We've got proof that cannabis is helping people to stop using synthetic medication. Um, I am not pill shaming, and I am here to urge all of you never to pill shame. Nobody has a right to tell me what I can put in my body and you have no right to tell other people what works for them. So I'm excited that this is being published in the Journal of Health Economics. Um, you know, that, that, that's a major publication. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it will um, it'll encourage academia and the medical institutes to start taking a look at cannabis. Only problem is if they do, they're going to have a problem when they run into those pesky federal regulations. You know, be it as it may, any dispensary, any institute that's that's researching cannabis is technically breaking a federal law. And while we do have a coal amendment in effect, I guess thanks, Trump. While the coal amendment uh, states that there, I'm sorry, the coal amendment is a bill that states that the federal government will not interfere with cannabis laws in individual states. However, that bill can be vetoed or rescinded at any single time. And as we saw two, three years ago, legal dispensaries in legal states can start getting raided by the feds. Um, so it's really important 
that these articles start to be published in mainstream health magazines. Health Forbes, Forbes seems to write an article on cannabis at least two times a week. So that, that in and of itself is positive. Um, you know, it wouldn't have happened without all the outreach. It wouldn't have happened without everybody speaking up and saying, look, we are healers, not dealers. We are patients, not potheads. And I'm sorry, anybody who's using cannabis is using it for medicinal reasons. Even if you're coming home to relax at the end of the day with a joint instead of a beer. Well, folks, that's called anxiety relief. But I don't even like the term medicinal because cannabis is a produce. It's an herb like anything else, like lavender, sage, chamomile. And I don't think it should be classified any differently. So good news coming out of celebstoner.com. Um, they just published an article that lists the states that will vote to legalize adult use or medical marijuana in 2020. And this is by Steve Bloom. Um, so there's a couple of states where uh, there is confirmed measures either on the ballot uh, or on the House and Senate floors respectively. Uh, Mississippi being one of them, which is great. An early decrim state, Mississippi has lagged behind most of the nation when it comes to medical marijuana, except for a CBD law that was passed in 2014. That can all change now with the passage of Measure 65, the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Amendment, which has been approved for the ballot. Ballot summary reads, Initiative Measure Number 64 proposes to amend the Mississippi Constitution to allow qualified patients with debilitating medical conditions as certified by Mississippi licensed physicians to use medical marijuana. This amendment would allow medical marijuana to be provided only by a licensed treatment center. The Mississippi State Department of Health would regulate and enforce the provisions of this amendment. Now, I'm not sure what debilitating medical conditions are, um, so we'll keep an eye on that to see what list of qualifying conditions they're talking about. Then again, that may not be something that's discussed until this bill actually gets passed. Uh, New Jersey, in lieu of the state legislator failing to pass a legalization measure last year, the lawmakers have been decided to leave it up to the people. It's awesome, right? I mean, imagine that in America, <laughs> letting the people decide. <laughs> Mind blown, right? Novel idea. Why don't we all vote on this? I mean, 90% of Americans on a poll I'm going to stop right there. So New Jersey, the ballot question reads, do you approve amending the constitution to legalize a controlled form of marijuana called cannabis? A controlled form of marijuana called cannabis. I'm not really sure who wrote that. Um, only adults at least 21 years of age could use cannabis. The state commission created to oversee the state's medical cannabis program would also oversee the new personal use cannabis market. Cannabis products will be subject to the state sales tax. If authorized by the legislature, a municipality may pass a local ordinance to change a local tax on cannabis products. Sounds like it might be taxed on a county-to-county -county basis. Uh, if the vote fails, the legislature will not be able to consider the marijuana legalization for another three years. So New Jersey, get off your stoner asses and go to the polls. Okay, we vote on more than just the presidency here. Not even going to talk about that. All right, and third, last but not least on the list um, is South Dakota. This is a surprising since South Dakota is one of the three states in the country without any sort of legalization, medical decrim or CBD laws. Yes, it's still illegal to utilize federally legal CBD in the state of South Dakota. You know, but that's fine. If that works for South Dakota, more power to them. Um, yet a local organization, the South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws, has succeeded in getting adult use measure Amendment A on the ballot. Ballot summary reads, this constitutional amendment legalizes the possession, use, transport, and distribution of marijuana and marijuana paraphernalia by people aged 21 and older individuals may possess or distribute one ounce or less of marijuana, marijuana plants, and marijuana produced from those plants may also be possessed under certain conditions. Uh, and, and this goes on. So it looks like this group, South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws, really put some thought into their bills. And that's something I see all too often having lobbied on the state level in Maryland and the federal level in Washington, D.C. over the course of two and a half years. Um, 
all too many times I've seen bills with so many holes in them that even though it sees to pull cannabis off the list of the controlled substances, in my heart, I'm still like, no, don't do that. It's awful because there's so many holes. Once a bill gets passed, it's really, really hard to change it and amend things. Um, you know, guys, so we've been waiting at least my entire lifetime. Um, and ever since Prohibition started in 1937, we can wait a little bit longer for the right bill. So just, just you know, hang in there. Don't go falling for the Trojan horse. Um, so that's good news in 2020. People are finally starting to open their eyes. Um, again, these states can do everything they want. I would safely assume that some states are not legalizing because they don't want to deal with the federal regulations. And once federal prohibition is lifted, there's a good chance we'll see a lot of states start popping off. And I'm not saying all of them. But see, that's the thing in America is within our states, uh, we should have the right to choose based on the wishes of the constituents, the people in the community who vote on their elected officials, who want to see what's best for their community. Um, speaking of elected officials, I'm going to get right into this last story. Uh, and then we're going to move on to the activist spotlight of the week. I'm not going to tell you who that is yet. Hang tight. Um, you know, but speaking of voted officials, sheriffs are one of them. And Riverside County, California may want to think about getting on out to the polls and rethinking who they voted in to protect and serve their communities. Uh, this comes directly from platoon420.com. 230 plus tons of weed stolen from SoCal farmers in the year 2019. Local cannabis farmers in Riverside County, California a picturesque desert town with the ideal climate for growing cannabis were terrorized on a weekly basis all the way through 2019. The local police department coined the term Marijuana Mondays back in April on 420, surprisingly enough, back in April and began an online propaganda campaign primarily focused on Facebook and other social media outlets that saw to get the non-cannabis users in the community um, on board with the abduction of these farmers by force, the destruction of their property, and the caging them over a plant. So it was pretty ugly down there. Um, if you've been following Platoon 420 this year, a lot of stories were published. There's some top-notch cannabis farmers there. Again, Anza, California is nestled in the desert of Southern California, very high altitude up in the mountains. Um, and it's the perfect climate for growing like your Afghan and your Kush strains. So it's wonderful. You get, you get high quality medicine there. It's not overly expensive to do it. Hell, you can even do it outdoors at the quality of what most people expect to see from an indoor operation. Well, these uh, deputies, and I'm going to go ahead and read from the ABC report. Uh, more than 230 tons of marijuana was seized in Hemet last year as part of the county's crackdown on illegal grow operations. The marijuana, which was estimated by the Riverside County Sheriff's Department to be valued at $466 million, was taken to local landfills and destroyed. So I'm not going to get on the subject of whether or not taxation is fair or not. We'll save that for another broadcast. But they destroyed $466 million worth of produce. Worth of medicine that could be saving cancer patients' lives. That could be bringing little autistic children back to life for their parents. And not to mention the harm in the ozone. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure burning this cannabis out in the middle of the desert in brush fire land, California, really isn't that great of an idea. ABC goes on, the department's Hemet Station served nearly 250 search warrants for marijuana cultivation during 2019, culminating in 82 arrests and the seizure of 88 firearms and $77,000 in cash. So out of 82 arrests, they took 77,000 measly dollars from these farmers. I, I don't even want to do the math on this, but it just goes to show you that these people are not criminals. They're not in it to make money. They're in it to heal others. 
And at least in Riverside County, California, there is an all-out war going on against this cannabis community. It is up to us, the cannabis crusaders, to stand up. We are all soldiers in this drug war, you guys. Standing on the side of freedom in a war that we did not sign up for. Up next, we have the activist spotlight. Thank you for hanging in there with me through the news. We're going to get right to it. And the fact that he is overseeing a system that criminalizes marijuana smokers is the height of hypocrisy. And it's so obvious, it's so laid bare now in the age of the internet. The reason this is an important issue that really gets to the heart of freedom is such an effective gateway. I'm proud to say that we have stoners for Kokesh now with G.I. Mary Jane leading the cause here. Because when you realize that government says you can't put that in your body, they're saying, you don't own yourself. And the millennial generation, people who grew up in the age of the internet, we're not going to put up with that crap any longer. This is the end of the drug war. We get to make it happen. So, it's that time, guys. Time to stop focusing on the bad parts of the drug war and start focusing on the amazing parts of the drug war. It is time for the activist spotlight of the week, where we feature one or a group of the many actionable cannabis activists from across the nation, if not the world. And this week, we are going to try to get a hold of Helen and Peter Yeeple. Uh, these, these two are like family to me. Not only are they out on the road doing outreach all across the country, at the expense of their, their own time, their own resources, uh, organizing the Walk for Change. They'll get into that. Uh, but they're also a part of the Human Solution International, which sees to help prisoners uh, on a pro bono basis all over the country who are stuck up in the middle of these drug wars. So we are going to try to get Pete and Helen on the phone here. And uh, let's see what they've got to tell us. Hello? Hey, beautiful. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've got the entire Canna community watching us right now. Thank you guys so much for taking a minute to uh, to come hang out. Um, so first, um, for everybody watching who doesn't know who y'all are, what can you introduce yourselves? Certainly. Well, I'm Helen Yaple. This is my husband, Peter Yaple, and doing? we are both pastors. We are both owners and co-hosts of Can We Talk 420 Radio and TV. Uh, we are also the, uh, tra the traveling and New York State chapters of the Human Solution International, and we also represent the Walk for Change. That's right. The Walk for Change. That's who we are. Uh, and uh, this mission is something we have to accomplish all. For sure. So what is the Walk for Change? The Walk for Change is a grassroots movement. Um, it's an action in motion of all different people coming together, creating a platform for we the people to say, you know what? We've had enough. No more accepting the unacceptable. We're finished with it. We want, there's a better way. We want no more corruption in politics. There's just nothing but corruption. There's many reasons why we'll walk many for change, reasons. but the walk for change itself is truly just as Helen said, it's an action. We're going to take upon ourselves and take upon the civil liberties, which we are given and granted within our constitution to stand up for the wrongs that have been wronged right. against us. Now, remember our founders, even George Washington was the first one to state truly that if somebody is is acting in an ill way towards us and imposes upon our freedoms in which were written to us that it's up to us to fight back or it's right. not up to anyone else that's right amen, amen. Yeah, i just yeah. got no words it's got chills coming up on President's Day, man. I, I, I don't know if you guys are cable nuts or not, but uh, watching history, there's some, there's some um, docu-series coming on, and, and there's a quote that says, George Washington could have been king, but he chose to be president. And, and well, even though that's right, and people forget that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because they wanted to name him king. And he said, no, we just came from that. We don't want that. People forget a whole lot about history, you know, and and again, and that's another one of those things that I think is is by design. You know, I mean, especially in your generation, there's, you know, your generation and younger, (laughs) you know, people just it getting further and further away from what our true history is. And 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 that just tells me one thing. That tells me there's lots of big changes they have in in, in store, and and I don't see any of them as 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 very good, you know. And, and they want to rewrite history, right? And that's why it's so important right now for this walk for change, folks. And not only for the walk for change, but on our decisions in the 2020 elections for when sure. they come up. L- listen, I'm as libertarian as it gets because I believe that I own me, I own my body, and I own everything around me that is mine. And I just believe that as long as I respect mine and mine, you should respect yours and yours. And that's how the world should live. And then we can live in harmony. Let's decentralize this government a bit. Let's localize our thoughts and our laws and our rules so that people can make an educated decision on where they want to live, under what guidelines. And because that's what America was truly built on, folks, sovereignty and being able to do. We don't have life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness anymore. We have existence. We have policing and happiness. My God, people don't even realize it's a choice anymore. That's right. (laughs) And there's plenty of candidates out there that live how they speak. Adam Kokesh, especially in general. I mean, I've had the pleasure of sitting with Adam and living with him actually for a week on a compound. And the man lives by what he says and he truly believes it. So if you're going to if you're going to elect someone, let's elect people on their principles and what they've done and what they do do, not what they promise you that they're going to do, because unless they've done it before, their promises are totally empty and mean nothing. So that's yeah. what we truly have to base things on. So visit the Walk for Change, www.walktheNumber4Change.us, folks. Get involved, volunteer, donate, sponsor, do what you can to help. Please get involved. It's all hands on deck. It's going to take every single one of us to make these changes or at least to build the platform for you and your kids to make the changes. It, it has to be done or our future is so dim. And so, Dim, and I'm glad you brought up the little ones. You know, a lot of times people ask, well, why are you doing this? Well, you know, do I think that I'm going, you know, me single-handedly or even a group is going to change things overnight? No. Rosa Parks sat on the front of the bus and, you know, years down the road, things change. I, I don't right. want this to be more difficult for my child's generation. You know, my son, he's 10 years old. Um, myself, I'm, I'm a reefer refugee. I'm being held from him by Virginia State custody courts. You think I'm a dangerous parent? simply because I'm a medical cannabis patient. And I do not want him to have to go through that with his children. Or if God forbid he turns into not a great person, be able to use that against somebody in the future, because this is what it's turned into with prohibition. These regulations um, allow for abusers and narcissists and and, and, yes. and people who like to victimize to, to actually puppet the law. I mean, how embarrassing is that? I, if, if I were... If I were a lawmaker and I saw so many people like just blatantly using my system that was supposed to protect the people to hurt them, mm-hmm. I mean, not only could I not sleep at night, but I would feel like a complete idiot for for not mm-hmm. catching that. Mm-hmm. And and look at and look at it and look at the way what you had to say. You have lo- you lo- you know you're ha- battling for custody of your child. You have to fight for the right to even see or pay attention or be around your child because you went about the law the way they asked you to and you signed up and you put yourself on a list and they gave you a card and they made you identifiable. Well, when people that are on opiates have to do the same thing, then it should be right for the people on cannabis. Let's face it. Cannabis has never killed a soul. It's never harmed a human being. And people that do and use cannabis are kinder, more comforting people. They have a sense of conscience. They have a sense of compassion and their minds are open. When we cloud our minds and we convolute them and we put ourselves on pharmaceuticals, which let's face it, 58% of the population is on five or more prescription drugs a day. Are we really that sick? Come on, folks. This is ridiculous. Let's stop this. Let's stop the insanity. Let's stop governing over nature. Let's stop governing over a planet that we only exist upon and we don't own. And we have to remember that. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Well, um, I know you've been boots on the ground. You mentioned your website, walk4change.us, right? Yes. Um, what, what is now, it's, it's funny, before I called you guys, um, I was talking about resources and how it's important to prioritize them and how in the cannabis community, I feel like we're better at that than most people. I mean, the average person puts money up here at the top of their, their resource value. Then that's mm-hmm. not it. 
Um, no. So, uh, of course, donations help. Volunteering helps with the with the uh, the, the efforts of the Walk for Change. But yeah. I mean, what are some other ways people can get involved? I mean, is there equipment that you guys need? I know you know you see things yeah. on Facebook Marketplace all the time. Is there um, you know stages or sound equipment? And what are some other ways people could could offer resources to you? For sure, we are we we are always looking for sponsorships. We are looking for even barter sponsorships. If you have equipment, wear services. Of course, that's you know we need writers. We need we we need, we need so RVs. Much. We, have... we need road cooks. We need people that are for security mm -hmm. on the walk. We need nurses that could travel with us. We need things like this. We need obviously obviously supplies. But what we are specifically looking for at this point in time is our kickoff sponsor. Yes. The person that's going to be in front of the national spotlight as the person that started this whole thing and stood behind it and paid for the whole kickoff to go. We're looking to leave from Southern California, but that doesn't mean it has to be, folks. We're gonna leave you from Cali. Put your, put your listen, even our sponsors, local businesses, this is so affordable. We started a $250 level. You can't get a year's worth of advertising for $250 anywhere on this planet. This is, this is a grassroots movement. We're trying to keep it that way. Because why? Because we are truly the people that care. Government and corporation have convoluted this industry. That's right. And that's what we're trying to take away and get back. It's, it's about we the people. So it has to remain grassroots because that's what we are. <laughs> we the people are grassroots. And if you it's do so go to our webpage, that whole, list, <laughs> that whole list is on there, Joey. If they do go to our webpage and it, it says get involved or volunteer, go to that thing. It'll tell you how you can get what you can volunteer for, if there's committees you can get on. And then below it, it says resources like oh you know like places to camp as we walk along our logistic route there's lots of things that people can help and offer with even if they can't get out and walk 30 miles a day as we plan to do that's right i mean mile marker walks satellite walks are are, are going to be imperative right. you know so I, I want people to start planning them go on to the website put your peg on 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 the logistics board and say yes this is my day this is my event that's how we everybody can get involved. Right. Everybody and can't be on the main no. walk, but you can hold your walk anywhere across the country. And we hey, set up templates to it help. It doesn't you do have that. to be a walk. It can be an event. It can be a gathering. Right. It can be a, a, a game of hopscotch. It can be a meeting in your living room. You know, like they do. just make the statement. That's right. That no more. We want our country back. We want our quality and longevity of life back. Not just a simple existence. We want our liberties, our protections as written by our forefathers, and we want our own personal pursuits of happiness. That's the statements that we all need to make. I don't care how we do it. We just need to do it. And we need everybody that's sitting behind bars away from their family every single day that has been a victim of a, of a crime that there was zero victim in, so there is no crime. That's right. And they're just sitting there as a resource for the government and just set an example. Times have changed, folks. We're not stupid anymore. Reef, it's not reefer madness. We're just mad about reefer being that's a right. in, a, in a position. That's, that's to be. right. I look at look at Craig Cecil, just like he said. You know, he's in an Indiana state prison for the rest of his life, and now Illinois, right across the damn river that he can look at. Yeah, he can swim across. Yeah. He can swim across where it's legal, and he's still sitting in a cell for life. Why <sighs> is that? These are the unacceptable things that we have accepted, and it's no more. It because it's it's not logical. A logical mind cannot wrap their head around that it's just it not right absolutely i agree with you guys well again thank you so much for what you guys do um i'm moving on to the next statement or the next segment which is kind of fun it's called what in the actual fuck because <laughs> I love it. how many how many what in the actual fuck moments have you experienced Throughout this ridiculous roller coaster of prohibition that we're on right now, <laughs> I, I it just it yeah, never ceases. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, it looks beautiful wherever you're sitting right now. It's snowing out here. Willow Creek Springs in California. Southern California. Yeah. Oh, how we've beautiful! Done, we've done fifteen thousand miles since September for this walk so far, guys. And we've settled in now to Southern California to really do some work. Yep, and get this off the ground. It. it's rally time it's rally That's time right. I'm, I'm excited to um you know we to be a part of it and and uh, you know I don't, it's and, and and to have so many other people i mean uh, you guys sitting on these conference calls it's it's like yeah. a new person joins every week and and yeah, the shirts are a door but that's because we're all doing this 
That's right. Out of sheer passion and, and volunteerism. And I, I mean, that alone, no, no matter what happens with this walk, no matter how grand it is, um, the connections made and the energy shared is, it, we'll be able to take that with us forever. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So awesome. Yeah. You guys be safe out there. We'll we see you next time. We love you. See you seven. Love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Always good talking to you, man. You keep you keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is ultra important. Yes, it is. We love you and support you every second. Likewise. All right, you guys. We'll see you. All right. Bye. Take care. All right. All right. All right, guys. That, again, was Peter and Helen Yeeple from the Human Solution International and Walk for Change. If you want to find out more about them or any of our future featured activists, make sure to visit platoon420.com. That's P-L-A-T-O-O-N 420.com. Or every week we will update our featured activist. Um, so find all of Pete and Helen's links, walk number four change.com and everything else that they have going on over at platoon420.com. Up next, what in the actual fuck? What in the actual fuck, right? What in the actual fuck is that supposed to mean a segment? Get out of here, right? Well, uh, back in 1937, there was a huge what in the actual fuck moment when Harry Anslinger declared the war on drugs and began prohibition, um, we have witnessed countless, countless incidences where prohibition has either hurt somebody or uh, prohibition has prevented somebody from from being safe. Um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna focus on those moments here. We're gonna focus on the moments when you, you see something that's presented to you, and and you're like, well, fuck, we would help. Okay. Oh, so back to your laptopy for this one. <laughs> this one's great. <laughs> this one's great. <laughs> so fun story. I just skied the Rockies for the first time. I feel like it's totally a bucket list thing. Um, super proud of myself. Faced a lot of fears. Uh, lots of parallels with life. Awesome times with awesome people. Um, and, and I'm raving about it. <laughs> and then I see an article from out there, Colorado. <laughs> it was uh, posted by Brianna Sneeringer on the 7th of this month in January. Right? And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Right? Because <laughs> just wait. No, no. I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Stabbing incident at the Slopeside restaurant leaves three injured in Colorado's ski town. I'm going to slow down. <laughs> I'm going to slow down and not laugh and read that again. It's not funny. Violence is never funny. What I'm laughing at is the fact that I was just at said ski resort and 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 my my anxiety is just like, ah, like people are getting stabbed here. Are you freaking kidding me? Stabbing incident at Slopeside Restaurant leaves three injured in a Colorado ski town. Multiple people were injured in a stabbing that broke out Tuesday morning in Breckenridge, Colorado, at a Slopeside dining establishment. Like I said, you guys, I was just at Breckenridge. Freaking beautiful. So I see this and I'm like, hey, what in the actual fuck, right? According to a release from the Breckenridge Police Department, officers responded to a stabbing at 9.44 a.m., <clears throat> 9.44am, somebody was angry enough to get, get all uh, stabby and stuff. Uh, the Copper Top Bar and Cafe, located at the base of Peak 9. Let's see. It goes on. Police identified 38 and 40-year-old male involved in a physical fight that resulted in one man being stabbed with a knife. Both men were transported to the Summit Medical Center for treatment of their injuries. A third person was also injured while attempting to break up the fight. We've got a, uh, a good Samaritan. We've got somebody who clearly did their bong hits in the morning and uh, everything's okay. They got, a, they got a clear head. They know what to do. You know, it's about passing joints, not judgments. I, I, don't, I don't know what this fight started as, but I'm going to go ahead and guess it had something to do with somebody judging what somebody else said, did, or yeah, whatever. All parties 
are Breckenridge residents and knew each other prior to the incident. The preliminary investigation reveals that the three parties were resort employees. What in the actual fuck, right? So, so here's my thing. I'm going to stop right there. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, how are people getting stabbed at this beautiful, pristine ski resort? I mean, you guys, it is gorgeous there, okay? Gorgeous. Let me, let me throw a few up there for you. It's another one. Oh my God, look at that. Okay, so first of all, how are you like getting so upset that you're stabbing somebody when it looks so beautiful here? B, you're in Colorado. There's weed everywhere. You walk around and it smells like weed. Nobody cares. I mean, you're less likely to smell cigarette smoke in this state. Uh, and, and as a result, there's there's a lot of compassion. I mean, there's there's a lot of friendliness, smiles, holding doors, hellos, goodbyes. Uh, uh, you know, having been just at this place, not even three weeks ago, God, man, bless everybody was friendly, right? So I'm like, how? Okay, you got beautiful scenery. You're living in a state in which you have access to cannabis. I don't even think they have seatbelt laws here or helmet laws. I'm pretty sure uh, Colorado is as close to my body, my choice state as it comes. Um, so how is how are these people getting mad and stabbing each other? Oh, they're employees. Hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong here, if anybody's watching, because I did not fact check this. Um, and I'm not going to at the moment. I'm going to go ahead and guess that there might be a pre-employment drug screening at the old uh, Breckenridge Ski Resort there. And if that be the case, maybe these guys couldn't smoke. I don't know. And I am making grand assumptions here, but like what in the actual fuck? You've got beautiful scenery, freedom of choice. In most beautiful, pristine ski resort, uh, possibly in the country next to Vail and Aspen. And, and my opinion is Breck is nicer. And you've got people getting all worked up over what? Nothing. At the end of the day, though, guys, um, just there's no good reason to stab people. So let's let's not let's not stab people. Um, stabbing people sucks. being said, we're going to move on to much brighter things. We're going to move on to we, the cannabis people, where I spotlight you guys. Man, between Twitter, Instagram, between Facebook, and all of the messages that I get in my inbox, I, 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 the, the amount of empathy and and, and go-getterism, I'm using like Bush and Trump words here, <laughs> uh, that, that this community has is amazing and there is no reason for us not to spotlight um so we're going to spotlight you guys and here it is we the cannabis people all right folks we're getting down to that nitty gritty it is now time where we talk about we the cannabis people that's right we put the spotlight on you we just put the spotlight on the activists in my heart we're all activists if you have opened your mouth in favor of cannabis legalization, in favor of the freedom of personal choice, then you, you are an activist. No, it or not. Just by saying something to a neighbor, you may spark something in their mind. Hell, you may even change their mind. And if you do change their mind, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to talk to their friends. And then they'll tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. And they tell two friends. And they tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. And they'll tell to, all right, I'm starting to show my age. <laughs> all right, so let's take a moment to focus on my friend, Quinon. God, I really hope I'm not butchering your name, buddy. Um, I'm going to stop for a minute, and we're going to play this amazing video. So at 9.44 yesterday morning, I cracked my eyes, got through my daily schedule check, looked at the calendar, all the adulting stuff. Uh, and then I opened my inbox and Quinon 
warrior sent this video right here. Let's watch. You guys, I am legit ear to ear right now, not just for the camera, but I, you should have seen my smile yesterday. I, sometimes no words are needed to inspire your fellow man. I mean, that's huge to me, Quinan, that you stopped for a moment to share nature with me. I mean, nature is so healing. Cannabis and nature go hand in hand. And watching that i almost felt like i was there with you could hear the birds i could almost feel the crisp of the snow even though it's snowing at my window here right now <laughs> um and the amazing words of inspiration that you sent i i god no words all right so we're gonna we're gonna take a minute and quinnon thank you so much for allowing me to share this with uh with the cannabis community watching says, I'm going to try not to cry, okay? No, seriously, this, this really hit me in my feels, guys, and I think it will you too. Um, Quinan says, I could be existing in pain, misery, unproductive, and fear of being enslaved by law. Or, I can pick a side and thrive with cannabis, enjoy this planet, and try to protect Gaia, and nice humans of planet Earth from cruelty of laws. Peace and love, my can of fam. My body, my choice. Pass the compassion. May the tides of peace find your shores always. So, yeah, you guys, I was not being silly when I said that I hope this doesn't uh, make me tear up. But, but that's huge. And, and all that right there all that passing of compassionate energy. It's not just words. I, I, I was walking through the store earlier today and I simply looked up for a minute and was smiling and, and, and the woman and I shared like three minutes of random conversation, a complete stranger. That, that is the compassion that I know this community has inside. And that, you guys, that is our shield and our sword right now. Look, this community has been discriminated against for generations. A lot of us are down on our luck. A lot of us have very little resources. If you can see my little ghetto set up right here, you'd laugh. Well, no, I don't think you would laugh because this community understands that, that resources are so much more than just money. Resources are the actions that you take, the, 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 the gifts, the services that you do for other people. And that is what makes this cannabis community so strong. Over generations, we've proven that you can throw us in jail. You can take all of our money. You can destroy our possessions. You can make it so we can't get a job. But guess what? We all keep smiling. We all keep smiling. You know, and it's not just because we're stoned, man. <laughs> I mean, it helps, but it's, it's not that we're stoned. It's, it's that our minds are relaxed and open up enough to understand and accept the different resources that we have in our lives and the value that they all hold. I don't think any of us can forget what Martin Luther King said, judge not a person by the color of his skin, but the content of his character. Um, and, and I want to extend that. Don't judge a person by the substances they put in their bodies, the clothes they wear, the color of their skin, but simply and only by the content of their character because that is the only impression, lasting impression that we leave here.
on this planet after we're done our journeys in these earth suits that we happen to live in. I hope you like yours. Your earth suit is beautiful. <laughs> so guys, keep passing that compassion. Past joints, not judgment is not just a clever saying. I think it's something that we should all live by. You know, pass the joint. They say no, don't force it on them. <laughs> don't judge them. We're all humans. And even though we may not agree on this topic or that, and sometimes we do agree on, on things in the middle and other times, you know, we, we slide off. It's, it's not about the decisions that we make on how to live our most productive and best life. It's about the interactions that we have with other people and the energy that we're sharing with them in that moment. You know, if I meet somebody for the first time, I've got no reason to ask them what they think about Democrats or Republicans, uh, for instance. Just go there because it's election time. Election time. No, no, you enjoy the moments that you, that you have with that new person. And you get to take away whatever good feeling that they gave you. Nobody gets to take feelings away from us. You know, they can take our money, they can take our possessions, they can even take our freedom. But they can never, ever, ever take our spirits. The only person who can fracture your spirit is you. Okay, and I say this to all the veterans watching, all the victims of domestic violence, anybody who has been through it, because God knows we all have. Look, the only person who gets to decide how you feel is you. Just you. All right, that other person that hurt you, they wanted to hurt you. Okay, and it, it may have affected you deeply. It may have made you experience the most extreme emotions of sadness and anger. But once you process all those emotions, once you get through them, once you get through the sadness, the pain, the grief, the guilt, whatever it may be, then you and only you get to decide what's going on up here. And if you keep what's going on up here nice and high on the vibrations, right? Right. Keep those frequency levels up. It travels down to here and eventually to here. My boobs, my heart. Wax boys. <laughs> and once it gets to your heart, that's where your light lives. And you get to shine that light every, everywhere you go. So shine that light, warriors. Keep passing that compassion. And, and, and Quinnon, thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it out one more time with your amazing, amazing, inspirational, compassionate, beautiful, empathetic words. I could be existing in pain, misery, unproductive, and fear of being enslaved by law. Or I can pick a side and thrive. With cannabis, enjoy this planet and try to protect Gaia and nice humans of planet Earth from cruelty of law. Let's take two. Three. Two. I could be existing in pain, misery, unproductive and fear of being enslaved by law, or I can pick a side and thrive with cannabis. Enjoy this planet and try to protect Gaia and nice humans of planet Earth from cruelty of laws. Peace and love, my fam. My body, my choice. Pass the compassion. May the tides of peace find your shores always. So, thank you, Quinnon. Everybody who's watching, go ahead and stuff that one in your pocket. And uh, take it with you. They can do whatever they want to try to bring us down. Again, they being your boss, your girlfriend, your mother, your father, the neighbor. But at the end of the day, when we speak of peace, it is only found within. So spark up those joints. Find that peace within. Up next, we are going to have a strain review. So uh, without further ado, let's stop this little party right here and head on over to the couch.
it's that time, guys. Time for a strain of the week, and I hope I didn't take too long. I'm not really a fan of smoking in my electronics, even though you guys probably see me doing it all the time on social media. Um, you'll notice there's an empty chair right here. Um, that chair is open to anybody in the Colorado Springs area who wants to come by and try out some awesome strains for me, or even better, there's this big area right here next to my head, which could totally be you sampling the same strain with me from a different market around the country, because wouldn't it be kind of cool to, uh, to figure out what, if any differences there are. Um, so without further ado, welcome to the strain of the week. <laughs> um, so I am a Colorado medical patient. Uh, Colorado does have recreational sales. Uh, there's a big difference in price, and from what I've noticed after becoming a patient, a very big difference in quality. Um, so there is a family-owned and vertically integrated cannabis dispensary, and what that means is they not only sell the cannabis, uh, but they also grow it, dry it, cure it, um, seed to sale, all the energy that's included in this this beautiful, beautiful piece of organic compound that heals us so much um, comes from those farmers. So, uh, A, I like that. Uh, for people who, you know, believe in it, uh, humans and plants transfer energy. So I want to know that the people who are handling my cannabis actually have good intent, above and beyond the fact that I want to know that uh, my cannabis is organic. Um, and although the federal government is <laughs> prohibiting a lot of companies from claiming that they're organic or labeling it as organic because it doesn't fall within the guidelines, um, you know, Grant Farms, and that's farms with a P, is um, really as close as they get. Um, so I stopped by today um, and I picked up some Akimbo Kush, which only cost me uh, $11 for an eighth with my medical compliance card because I paid the government their ransom notice. Um, and this stuff is great. So um, for those of you watching who may not know, there are a lot of organoleptic compounds found within the cannabis plant. Um, we all know about THC. People are starting to learn about CBD. There's CBG, CBGN, there's THCA, THCV. There's, there's so many different compounds. Um, and then there's terpenes as well. Now, terpenes are what responsible for the smell. Um, so they say it all the time. Your nose knows. And, and, and that much, I believe. So if you are purchasing in a market that does not display terpene content and you're curious, um, Trust your nose. Usually when you give it a sniff, you can kind of smell what's in there. So this, this Kimbo Kush I'm smelling, there's a bit of a peppery smell to it, but kind of like a sweet citrusy smell too. So that pepper is caryophyllene. Uh, caryophyllene is one of the anti-inflammatory um, terpenes that are found within cannabis. Um, and that lemony smell, that piney, or I'm sorry, that lemony citrusy smell, that's limonene. Um, I actually went ahead and before, before we try this, actually, you know what? There's no reason to wait to smoke weed, right? Let's see. Oh, look at this big, beautiful bud. Oh man, it tricked me. It was a couple of buds stuck together. So I'm not going to pick off of this one because this one I think is the prettiest in the batch. But let me see how close I can get. I don't know if the camera will focus in on it. Yeah, we'll edit that part in later. Hooray, the joys of technology. Um, but I'm going to break up a little bud here. Now, this bud is very fluffy. It's still really sticky. You guys, you don't want to dry cannabis. I'm sorry, you don't want to buy cannabis <laughs> that is over-dried. If it's too crunchy, um, chances are it's already lost a lot of those organoleptic compounds. It's going to taste really, really harsh and nasty. Um, so some people say grinder or, or, or plucker. Um, if I'm smoking out of a bowl, I like to just kind of use my fingers to make the magic happen. Um, but if I'm rolling a joint, um, I like to use a grinder. We'll do that next week. I love joints, you know, but I have to be resourceful right now. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and pack a bowl here. 
ta-da. And you know that it's good because your fingers kind of kind of stick together afterwards. Um, again, so I've got that real like citrusy, peppery taste. So I kind of already know what to expect. No, I have not yet smoked this Kimbo Kush. Um, I did buy another strain from them today. I forget what. Ah, chem something. I love my uh, my chems. Um, but bottoms up. Let's see how this tastes. Let's focus our discussion first on marijuana. Okay. Marijuana has a very distinct smell. Okay. I'm going to pass around just a little tiny bit, and I want you all to take a smell. Oh, it's burning real slow. And that's because it was cured really well, so there's still, you know, a good bit of moisture content in there. Um, if you keep tuning in, I'm going to have some experts on to tell us about moisture content one day, but we'll save that for later. Wow, that tastes really delicious. <laughs> it's very earthy, not very harsh. Um, if you look on <clears throat> Leafly, um, it tells you all about it. So if you download Leafly or Weed Maps, and uh, no, unfortunately, I'm not sponsored by either two of these companies. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but I have to mention them because they are the top two apps out there for locating your closest dispensary. So Leafly, there's Weed Maps, there's Pot Guides. There's a couple more, but these are the three big ones. Um, a lot of them, if the grower submits the information, will give you a terpene content. Um, and for this one, the Kimbo Kush, um, let's see, it has a 15 to 20% THC content, less than 1% CBD. So um, there's not a lot of CBD content in this. Haha, and just as I expected. The top three terpenes that are found within this particular strain are limonene, caryophyllene, and pinene. So limonene is gonna give you that lemony, citrusy taste. Uh, caryophyllene is that peppery taste, and pinene is that earthy, piney taste. They're all responsible for different things. Um, this particular strain is supposed to make you, you know, fairly calm. Um, it's a hybrid, uh, which means it's born of both an indica and a sativa, the two particular plants being, hold on, let me scroll down here. Grape Drink and Blackberry Dream. So they made a baby with Grape Drink and Blackberry Dream. And then they took that baby and they meshed it with another baby of Starfighter and Blackberry Kush. And this is supposedly what gives us Kimbo Kush. So um, yeah, this is pretty, pretty intense. They show the lineage here. Um, Screenshot. All right, and then it also gives you a lot of information uh, about the flowering time. Um, again, now this particular write-up, let's see, Kimbo Kush, named for the late Kimbo Slice, is a beautifully flavored indica dominant hybrid with a lineage that is fruity and stunning across between Blackberry Kush and Starfighter. This strong parentage offers a heavier-than-average Kush experience, leaving closer to a full-body buzz with every puff. Um, I'm already starting to, you know, feel that kind of, like, head buzz right now. My eyes are getting real relaxed. It's late. You guys, this is only an hour show, but I've been working at it all morning between production and everything. So I just, I want to thank you for hanging in there with me. Let's do one more hit here. Oh, this is delicious. I want to thank Pete and Helen Yeeple, um, our sponsors with the Walk for Change. Coffee Party USA. I take liberty with my coffee. Um, you guys are great. Gosh, this is just this is just so smooth. It's incredible. Oh, uh, if, if you have anything to say, if you have any input, info at platoon420.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-L-A-T-O-O-N 420.com. Or you can just visit platoon420.com. All the contact information is there, including my direct contact information. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page where it says regime, you will see the team, myself, the commander-in-chief, and the four-ounce generals, and you'll figure out what we're all about and how to get in contact with us. And again, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was fun. This was fun and also the most challenging thing I think that I've done in my activism career so far. And, uh, you know, I've helped organize lobbying events. So um, 
Again, I want to thank everybody who's sponsored. There's a lot of great ways to get involved. I don't want to be that guy. We were just talking about resources. Um, so I don't want to sit here and ask you for a subscription or a membership or just ask you to start throwing ones out like, you know, we're at the club or something. Um, so I'm trying to explore a lot of fun ways to help get you involved. Um, so make sure you visit Platoon 420. There is rally swag. You guys can get leggings. You can get tote bags. You can get t-shirts. There's even onesies for the little ones. I say cannabis saved my dad's life or my mom's life, respectively. Um, there's coffee. There's all organic coffee. And look, you guys, I am a total coffee snob. Um, my four-ounce general from Cloverleaf Farms um, actually got the coffee. She's a bigger coffee snob than me, Marie. You are a way bigger coffee snob than I. Um, a connoisseur of coffee and cannabis. Um, and she, <laughs> what was her exact words? Was she, she, she started, um, or she was magically whisked away to an Herbal Essences commercial. Um, so this coffee is great. You can get two pounds for like 23 bucks. Ground to your, to your liking. So finally grind, not grind, whole bean, whatever. Um, I'm going to not turn this into an infomercial, but please head on over to Platoon 420. Let's keep this going. Everybody out there in the activist community, we work tirelessly. I'm going to be real transparent um, about all of my operating costs and all of my monthly fundraisers. So if you're curious as to where your donations are going and where they're being spent, it's all right there for you at Platoon 420. One more hit for freedom. You know, I'll tell you what, I am going to sleep like a baby today. And it's a good thing because uh, I'm having a tooth pulled tomorrow. Ooh, two teeth pulled, actually. So I just want to say thank God for RSO. Thank you, cannabis. Thank you, cannabis community. Again, thank you, Pete and Helen Yeeple. I cannot wait to see you guys again out there on the road. Um, you saw the video earlier with Adam Kokesh announcing the uh, the formation of stoners for Kokesh. This weekend was the first weekend of libertarian conventions. I'm not going to get political with you guys, but uh, if you want to know, head on over to stoners, the number four, Kokesh. That's K-O-K-E-S-H.com. Stoners for Kokesh.com. Fun story, and then I won't say anything else about this presidential candidate, but he is not afraid to admit he inhaled, or that he does inhale. And in fact, I was inhaling with him and the Eagles not too long ago. Um, so definitely go check out that platform. I'm going to get on out of here, guys. I'm going to remind you one more time before heading out, past joints, not judgment, because after all, in this community, we're all each other's gods.